everybody, welcome back to Rich State of Mind Season 2. We're opening up Season 2 with a fresh approach on optimizing your efficiency. Elijah and I discuss how we remove distractions and focus on things that propel your life into what you always dreamed it to be. You can have the physical tools, but the internal tools in yourself is what matters the most. Elijah uses his vet boss business to hone in on this concept and allows clients to be the best version of themselves. Please stay tuned. Really listen to this episode. It'll go in a direction that you didn't really expect it to. At least for me, it did. <laughs> so please enjoy. Thank you for listening. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. All right. Thanks, uh, Elijah, for taking the time this evening. Really appreciate you um, doing this with us. And uh, if you could, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Elijah Best. Um, I transitioned out of the Air Force. I was an aircraft avionics technician. So uh, in the Air Force, we have a culture where we feel like the we call the rest of the Air Force in honors. And we feel like we work a, a lot harder than they do. And then in, in the flight line, because um, what we did was we worked on the computer systems with the jets. So anything from GPS to fire systems, all that stuff like that, like, you know, um, how they launch their missiles and stuff like that. So in the flight line, they called us the nerds. So when I was uh, in the Air Force in that job, I was kind of, um, I was not a considered a nerd within them. So it was pretty interesting, but I transitioned out of the Air Force and um, I moved into my mom's house. And I decided I was going to start a business. And my goal was to make $30,000 a month. My plan was um, back in 2016, um, there was someone called Ty Lopez, or you'd see these ads on the computer. was like, how to make all this money from home off your laptop. And I was like, I'm going to be the guy who believes this quote unquote scam. And I'm going to do it. and It's going to work. And then I'm going to get all the fame. And so my mindset was a lot different back then. It was, you know, it was about proving people wrong. You know, a whole bunch of, I feel like when you're first starting entrepreneur, it's like starting to be an entrepreneur. It's like um, you want to prove someone wrong or get that get back. So I started with that, you know, beginning mentality. And I found that starting a business was extremely more difficult than I thought it was at that time. And so I ended up living with my mom and my girl living in my room, which ended up being too small. So we moved into my brother's room for three years. And I kept figuring out different pillars of what it took to have a successful business. So I'd buy a program and I'd be like, oh, this helps, but this is one piece. 
And so it was really scary because I didn't even know how many pieces there were. So I'd buy, you know, I'd invest like another 6K that I didn't have into another program. Like, oh man, there's another piece to the puzzle. So I eventually put all, together all the pieces of the puzzle and I was able to move out of my mom's house into like a, you know, a much more, you know, I made it. <laughs> I feel like I've made it out of my mom's house to put it that way. So I now decided to, instead of just taking all this knowledge for myself, I decided to have the courage. Cause at first, you know, you don't really want to post on social media. There's something called imposter syndrome. You don't know if people are going to take you serious. So I started posting on social media to teach other people how to do what I do. And it really took off. And that's where, you know, vet boss really started because, um, I noticed that a lot of people could do this working nine to five. I was working 12 hours a day in sales while I was building my company. So I knew that as in the Air Force, like I said, we worked more. So we were working 12 hours, like on a bad day. So I realized, you know, transitioning veterans, now that I put all the tool, the pieces together, it's not that hard to do. What was hard was mastering yourself and finding all the pieces. But once you know what to do, it's actually... Um, it could be done in like 45 days. And so when somebody says, hey, you know, Elijah, I want to master myself. Mm -hmm. uh, what's like the first question you ask them in order to kind of help them um, be the best version of themselves? I'm going to kind of uh, answer your question in a different way. But let me know if you want if you want to re-ask it. I would say to a person who wants to master themselves, I would ask them if they're ready to be righteous. Okay, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times we think that um, we don't really know the laws of cause and effect. So a part of self mastery is we're confused because we think a lot of things have to do with luck. We don't we really we feel like we're um, not in control of of what happens to say, say to speak. Uh, it feels like we're we're in a swimming pool and we're smacking the water and we're trying to get to the other side of the pool. And we don't realize that the laws of nature are actually for example, if you're lying, your heart is rotting. And so you're, you're going to be confused on what decisions to make. So do you want to give up lying? So there's a whole bunch of areas that people wouldn't really think of uh, looking into. Um, like thinking, like, for example, a part of self-mastery is um, uh, addressing the shadow. So, you know, another thing that people don't talk about is humans hold on to fantasies. And so they like okay. to imagine these fantasies in their mind. And in order to grow, in order to master yourself and be successful, you have to give up these fantasies. So this is a, a very hard thing for a lot of people to take in because the way we've been conditioned by society is we think wealthy people are bad or, you know, have like kind of like rappers. They, they got all these girls and all these cars. And so that's why we strive at it at that time because that's where our consciousness is so that's what we're interested in but really one of the things you'll start to realize when you become more successful when you're around a successful people is they're actually more righteous people so quick example how did i start learning this it's not like i just knew this mm -hmm. you know i learned it through pain and suffering and so when i was um building my first company i hated sales i i was so scared of I actually started an SEO company. If anyone doesn't know, it's how to rank websites on Google because my plan was to go to my mom's, make a, a business in my basement. And I feel like a lot of us think this way and I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. I could just nerd out on the computer. It's mm -hmm. funny, I, you know, I said I wasn't a nerd, but I was an introvert. And yeah. so I figured, okay, if I just, you know, 
be introverted and just stay at home, then I'm going to be able to build a successful business. But it didn't work that way. I had to learn how to be social. So I went and I started knocking on doors. And this, this actually was a big piece of the puzzle for me. Whenever I would knock doors in the expensive neighborhoods, I got treated way better than when I knocked doors in the lower income neighborhoods. And that blew my mind. And what do you think because, that that was for? Why, why do you think that was so? Um, <laughs> to put it straightforward, I just started learning people who had more money were just more mannered. They just had more self-respect. They had to go through more, I guess you could say self-mastery. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I, uh, I mean, I guess there's so many thought processes on that, right? Cause you think of all the demographs that yeah. you had to encounter and then what could lead somebody to be kind of like abrasive, like, why are you knocking on my door? Lee, get out of here versus uh, people that were more welcoming. Amira and I talk about that a little bit, how you, it's funny you mentioned that when it came, when it has come to more affluent people, mm-hmm. I have had better, uh, not to use the word luck, better experiences yeah. uh, when it came when it came to getting information trying to learn just trying to learn I, I don't want anything from you really just conversation uh picking your brain and we've actually had more better experiences with those that are like hey you know i just want to share i just want to share the information and i made it you know saying i'm doing pretty well i want to just give back uh, so it's funny that you mentioned that and i wonder what the sociology is behind that like somebody that has sat down and studied you know, income-based or um, neighborhood-based uh, thought processing and how that is geared towards being righteous, like you said, or being a productive individual and, or successful. And, you know, however that person deems themselves being successful. I have a good way of putting it. So basically, in order to be successful, especially if you're self-made, one of the first things you have to learn is what's truth. Because you're gonna keep trying so many different things and they're gonna keep failing until you adapt to truth. So one of the things you have to learn in order to be successful is in order to receive, you have to give. So someone who hasn't gone through raising up, they wouldn't necessarily get that lesson in life. And so that's just one area, but there's a lot of areas like that. Like without getting too biblical, there, there's a verse that I just read in the Bible in Proverbs. Um, I read it almost every morning. And it said, it said a fool saying something very close to this, not word by word, a fool saying something close. I mean, a fool saying something intelligent is just as like a prince telling a lie. So basically it says like a prince can't become a prince without, if he's a liar, it it literally wouldn't happen in nature. And so you also see that if someone does rise up to a king or something like that in the Bible, then as soon as they start acting out, then they fall. Yeah. And so in the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, actually, I have it right here because I read it almost every morning by napoleon hill so this is yeah, what that, that book has been trending lately a lot of people have been talking about that book mm-hmm. and how i mean what is that book at least 70 years old now maybe yeah um it, probably the most sold uh actually it is the most sold self-help book in history but in one of the affirmations that they gave uh that um they gave their employees it says i fully realize that no wealth or position can long endure 
unless built upon truth and justice. Therefore, I will engage in no transaction which does not benefit all whom it affects. I will exceed by attracting to myself the forces I wish to use in the cooperation of other people. I will cause others to serve me because of my willingness to serve others. I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and cynicism by developing love for all humanity because I know that a negative attitude towards others can never bring me success. So the, mo like the most successful people understand these principles. So it's like they made their employees read this because you cannot raise because it's against without being righteous because it's against the laws of nature. Yeah. But in like the music that we listen to, we see these rappers becoming so successful and they're saying they're coveting and all these things. And so we get all distorted for the well, most I think part. It's a, everybody. Yeah. I, well, I think it's a distraction and it's not reality, right? right. Uh, kind of like the whole NBA player and, you know, any other major league individual, you know, that's a one-off, you know, that is the exception. That is not the rule. The rule right. is, yes, you have to be um, righteous. You have to be true to yourself. Like you said, don't don't lie to yourself. Are you really giving it your all? Are you really sacrificing all that you could uh, in order to be where you, whatever you want to be? And so that, I think that's where it has to somebody has to really look in the mirror and say, I'm not or have those people in their lives that are being honest with them. Hey, look, you could be doing this. You could be doing that. Because that's one thing for me. There are some times where I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing. And then I have somebody along the line that has been through what I've been through. And they're like, no, you actually was doing it wrong. Correct it a little bit. This is what you need to be doing in order to make sure you go uh, the direction that you want. And I think a lot of people need to hear that, too, actually. The being honest to yourself. Yeah. And the thing is, definitely being honest to yourself. And I'm going to dig deep into that. But for someone listening, too, I literally mean that if you tell somebody a lie, you will completely obliterate your chances of being successful until you stop lying because your, your heart will actually literally start not being able to make wise decisions because your heart is confused in truth. So you'll actually start to get delirious, but you're not going to even know that that's happening to you because that's the curse of lying. So that's on one aspect. So if you want to be successful in business, don't lie to anyone. And here's another thing. There's a mirror effect that we have to where if you're judging someone on like whatever you're doing, it's happening to you. So I'm going to explain what I mean. If you're judging people on social media, when you look at their content, you're going to be scared of posting content. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're self-conscious because you think about all the crap you've talked about other people. Exactly. So in order to become successful, you have to stop judging people. So like you literally have to pure your heart in order to be able to control yourself, which would be self-mastery. And if there was another way, that would be my answer. I'm saying this because I've had to pure myself in order to be successful because I've tried all these other things. So that's why I'm talking about it today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what are some things you did, um, you know, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, How old is your audience? Uh, ranges from 20 to 65. Okay. I completely stopped watching porn. <laughs> U.S. <And> what, <laughs> okay. So what did you think that helped when you stopped watching porn? Everything. Completely everything. Explain. Completely please. everything. Really yeah, absolutely. And so because you said your audience is above 20 and 
this is this is the truth that I've seen, you know. So, you know, this is definitely debatable, right? For example, marijuana, right? If you're trying to build a business and you're smoking marijuana, now this doesn't have to do with righteous. You could be righteous and smoke marijuana. I want I want to make that clear. But my point is, um, I don't know if there's statistics out yet, but you're, you're going to kind of notice that you're you're slower when you're smoking marijuana mm-hmm. and you, you start to not feel like doing things kind of like, like, for example, if I would eat a huge meal for lunch, it's going to make me tired. Eventually I'm going to have to say, Hey, if I have work to do, maybe I shouldn't eat a huge meal at lunch. So this is like you said, being truthful to yourself is a big part. So getting back to the whole porn thing, um, it just, it, it, um, it, your confidence just gets crushed. And there was a one book I read too, and it was like a man who's constantly like ejaculating. It it removes like that edge that we need on our mental, on our mind in order to get great or do big things. So that's what boxers do. I didn't know that. Yeah, they don't. Part of the training is like not to you know have sex. You know that's how mm-hmm. they stay focused, stay on edge. And it makes sense. And so, like, if you're someone and you're you're basically just trying to numb out to get through work. You may not realize, like, it's going to be on, obviously, honestly, it should, you should notice it, but if you have a job and like, you could just completely numb out and go to work, try to make it through your day, come home, watch Netflix. You may not get to the point to where you realize how much it's affecting your life, but go ahead and set a huge goal in your life. Go ahead and be an animal and reach for the stars and see how many times you keep tripping up until everything points to that one thing. And you just know without a doubt that that's what's holding you back. So um, yeah, I completely given up on porn. And I think that really taps into what this society, in my opinion, from my observations is really suffering from are the whispers. And what what do I call the whispers? The whispers are those things in your head that say it's okay to do what you're doing because society made the moral values that it justified it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're a guy, you're supposed to watch porn. It's cool. You know, that thing, (laughs) you got to start catching those things. And when I say you, I'm talking about me, right? Like, this is how I got here. Like I started, I'd be in my car and I'd be like, Whoa, I wasn't even thinking, you know, I'd be like, I wasn't even just thinking. And I'd be like, this is crazy. And so I would start hearing my thoughts and I would notice that if I start, if I'm at the mall or something and I listen to other people's conversations, I started noticing that all of us were having the same conversations. We were all having the same conversations and the conversations I'm having in my head, I'm zoning out when I'm having these conversations. So where are these conversations coming from? And so I would start catching the conversations and start, um, having my own conversations, which creating my visualizations and trying to get there. But most importantly, like you said, I'd start being honest with myself. And if I knew something was wrong, I would stop doing it. But it's a lot easier said than done because these become addictions. And I think the the saying is to control your sexual desires allows you to control uh, you from savage ways. Uh, Pretty much you control the sexual desires. You can pretty much have control over everything that you do. And uh, it sounds like what you're saying is like you, you're cleansing yourself so that you can be as most like optimum discipline as possible so you can meet your goal. And I know to some people listening, right, they may think it's like silly, but when you when you pretty much when you break down your life, if somebody was to do a time assessment uh, yeah. of what they do, and when I say time assessment, not just what you do, but your thoughts that go through your mind throughout the day, you'd be surprised how much time is wasted 
how much thought is wasted on things that really do not add any value to your life whatsoever. But this world, um, whether you, you want to be, you know, biblical or religious, very secular or full of distractions. Uh, and because we love entertainment and that is what sells, not even just sex, but just entertainment period sells. Uh, me watching, you know, uh, some band up there dancing and singing don't really do anything for me. Like, does it, I don't get anything from that as far as, Oh, I just learned how to invest in stocks today. Nothing that was making me more money, but it's entertaining. So I think when we learn either balance or some people like they go cold Turkey and because they're so laser focused, then you have to start cutting, trimming the fat of your life. And so for you, porn was trimming the fat for some people. It is maybe eating, literally eating is trimming the fat. Uh, and, once you identify that and be honest with yourself, then you can start honing in on it and moving forward towards the things that you need to do. I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people either they, I think they lie to themselves on what really is a distraction. Mm-hmm. And so on top of you saying the whispers, on top of me lying to myself about something actually being a distraction from me, you know, it's five minutes. What's the big, what's the big deal? It's only gonna be five minutes, right? But like for like guys, I mean, sex pretty much goes through our mind all day literally all day. So if I was to fill at least 80% of my mind with other more productive things, I probably would have a good, almost one new good idea every day on how to make more money or how to provide for my family better or how to do a new, you know, a new date for my significant other uh, vice, just fantasizing about everything else that doesn't matter. That part, what you just said, you hit it on the nail. And And um, this is so important. Again, I want everyone to know, I'm only talking about what's important, right? So like, um, I'm about to break this down. How much did, what I'm doing right now is I'm looking up how much did the US spend on advertisement um, last year? Just to make it fun for the audience, you want to take a guess? Uh, 200 billion. That's a great guess, my friend. Um, uh, 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 we're getting close. It's around there. It's something crazy like that. Um, oh, I just saw the number and then I clicked something. All right. Um, 289.5 billion last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Two, you said 289. Oh, that's projected for 2022 um 2021 was 276 billion 2020 Uh, that was it actually says 2021 is the projection so i should say 2020 was 263.5 okay so i was off by 63 billion not bad that's an incredible guess and so here's the point and like you said if somebody's watching five minutes of entertainment it's easy to lie to ourselves but first of all let's look at the word entertainment enter Entertainment. Entertainment. That's kind of strange to me. It's like entertainment. That being said, mm. um, we gotta we gotta realize that I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. The reason why I got here is because I treated it like life or death. All right. I looked at it like I gotta provide for not only me and my family. Like, what about what are my parents gonna do? Like, I think all of us, especially in our age group, our surroundings and our family are not financially stable, and there has to be a male lion in that family. So if you think of it from this perspective, you're right. It is the thoughts because what in this world has been created without first being a thought? Life. Well, that was probably 
the most highest thought, you know? Hmm. Because before you, before you say something, you think it. Like, okay. for example, this market, this marker was first a thought or else it couldn't have been created. Gotcha. So my point is, if, if we're constantly watching things, then like you said, we're not having enough time to think of creative thoughts. So literally what I did was that. I literally just lived exactly what you said intentionally. That was my game plan to make it out, was to just control my thoughts and allow myself to have new creative thoughts. And so I actually have a mind map that I, I show people. And I when I break it out, it literally says pure visualizations, pure inner talk. But as okay. men, we want to hold on to uh, the fan. Because like, let's say you spend five minutes watching a video, you know, that's uh, kind of inappropriate. How many minutes and days and hours or weeks or months are you replaying that in your head, though? Yeah, constantly. Yeah. And so imagine if a person thought about getting out of the hamster wheel that much. It's inevitable yeah, yeah. because that's just how it works. But we're just so distracted that and we think that the war is this person preventing me from doing it. It's this person at my job when really it's taking 100 percent accountability and realizing that we can control our own thoughts. And if you just keep thinking about what you want to do and make a plan, you will literally outgrow your situation, but there's $263 billion being invested on keeping us doing the news feed, the feed, the feed. We're just being fed all day, just scrolling through the feed, you know? And so I have a social media business and I, I'll look at my screen time and I'll spend less than two hours a week on the feed. So I'm again, I'm not saying this, for any other reason, because I know that when I used to look at and think, what does it take to start a successful business? I would think it would be all these other things, but it's literally just eliminating distractions and thinking about your plan and sacrificing fantasies, playing them in your head and start thinking about more noble things. Because if you want to go look at the book, go get As a Man Thinketh by uh, I think James Allen. If you're not sacrificing your fantasies and you're not choosing to think of higher things you don't deserve to be higher in society it's actually another good book uh y'all should definitely look into that they have like a video on youtube with somebody uh what is it robert rodriguez I think his name. that's actually the director somebody i saw on youtube i, I listened to it all the time with a mirror he broke down the book like i think two times it's definitely a good book to read or if you don't want to read don't have time you can listen to the breakdown on youtube uh, these are the type of books and concepts that we're talking about people where it's not just so much. I'm gonna go out there and make money. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna be successful. Uh, it's, it's you dealing with you as an individual first, uh, mm -hmm. attacking or, you know, handling whatever uh, vices that you have, uh, strengthening your strengths and for, and then also strengthening your weaknesses in order for you to actually execute. This is the part that everybody, I feel like kind of skips because they, we see on social media, uh, the end game. We see what somebody did on the back end. And yeah, people show us them hustling and stuff like that. But I feel like it's kind of glamorized, not mm -hmm. internally what they had to deal with. It's not really spoken on much. It's not pretty. Right. It's not pretty. It's not a pretty conversation. It's a little unsettling. There's a lot of mm -hmm. situations people don't feel comfortable even uh, sharing. Yeah. Right. Because uh, what you just shared I'm pretty sure there's other individuals that would be embarrassed to share something else that they've gone through. And, and then, but it, it would have helped somebody because they would have been able to relate. 
Right. And but everybody's kind of like, eh, don't want to talk about that. It's embarrassing. Uh, makes me look bad. I want to kind of look like this person that, yeah, I went through hard times. I'm gonna say I did, but not really uh, the type of internal. Because I think the internal struggles are the 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 strongest struggles. Uh, your environment can be hard, or you maybe could be some physical impairments, right? You could be a paraplegic, but if in yourself you feel like you can't do it, or you have allowing these distractions to happen, um, you're gonna have a. I think it's even more. Um, hard, it's harder to overcome. Yeah, and I, I good. I, I really like the way you put it, man. It's it's so true and real. And again, like I said, it's natural law. So like people don't, if you don't understand how the world works, you're just not going to be someone who's successful because you know if if people don't aren't conscious to the fact that their external world is a reflection of their internal world, they're not going to realize. Well, I feel like a slave at my job because I'm slave to pornography and I'm a slave to marijuana and I'm a slave to a Burger King. And so I don't deserve to conquer anything because that's not my, re if you don't understand that that's natural law, like that's literally like physics and quantum physics, then you're going to be able to lie to yourself. I've gotten into long conversations. I'm not going to say arguments, but long conversations about people that smoke weed yeah. uh, recreationally mm -hmm. and I have two things about it. One, the amount of money people spend a, a year on yeah. it versus spending on something else that could really help you. And this is for people that don't take it medicinally. I'm talking about recreationally. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I remember looking up a statistic that people on average spend $5,000 a year on cigarettes. So I can only imagine being that weed is obviously more sensational in today's culture that they probably spend more than $5,000 a year. Yeah, uh, you, there's a lot you could do with that. So for one, the amount of money people spend on it bothers me. Two, I believe that anything that inhibits you in any way, um, I think is a hindrance. Uh, so that could be yeah. alcohol, weed, and uh, any other thing that if you do too much of it, it's going to slow you, like you said, slow you down, slow your functioning down. Some people will say, oh, well, I get the most creative when I'm drunk or when I'm uh, smoking weed. And I, <laughs> it's, I find that to be kind of funny because I'm like, could you get behind a car and drive safely and not be scared for your life if you drank a certain amount of alcohol, if you smoked particular, the amount of weed you smoked for the sensation that you tried to seek, right. uh, would you be able to pro properly function that vehicle? And obviously the answer is always no. So yeah. why would you take anything, consume anything that would do that to you? Another good one is, uh, would you want someone to perform a uh, brain surgery on you when they're high? Maybe the answer would be hell no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how serious I feel like you should take your life when it comes to every moment that you, you're trying to be as productive as possible. It could be something as simple as cooking breakfast or you at your job. Why would you want to be inhibited in any way? I, I just, I can't, I don't get, I don't get it. Like I get it when I, you know, when I was younger, but as an adult now trying to be very, as productive and optimize my time as much as possible. And for the fact that I'm in the Navy and I can't do it. But even if I got out today, I wouldn't do it. I just don't get that thought process because I feel like it just, it slows me down. Right. Absolutely. And again, the, the odds are stacked up. If you're someone against us, like if you're someone who you weren't born in a wealthy family, 
it is excruciatingly hard to work for yourself. <laughs> it's excruciatingly hard to, to all these things that we're talking about doing, just eliminating distractions alone. That's hard to do. So um, try eliminating distractions while you're high. Like, <laughs> not, yeah. So how long would you say? And so to me, it yeah. sounds like this self-mastery is a perpetual thing. But mm -hmm. for, um, with your clients, yeah. how long does it take for people to usually say, hey, look, I'm not going to say I'm like the whole I've got it all the way down packed, but I'm, I have yeah. self-mastered myself enough to where I can function at a, at a high level. Okay, I would say if somebody were to go at it for 31 days straight, they could reprogram themselves. Okay. Now, it depends on how bad somebody wants it, or how long does it take them to realize how serious they have to take it for 31 days, like to get them to that point to be like, okay, yeah, I really have to just try to do this for 31 days straight. If that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like fasting. <laughs> I would say it's uh, more painful. <laughs> and I, I just fasted for four days straight less than a month ago. So I literally mean it's more painful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, because like you said, the $286 billion that's spent in um, distractions. And uh, I'm guilty of it as well. You know, when it comes to my phone, I may be looking up something that I want to read and generally learn. And then next I have an advertisement that pops up and I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's funny because like Amir and I will be talking about a particular topic. And yeah. then when we go through Facebook, that that particular thing is being advertised. Yeah. yeah that's, that's scary. That's trippy. When that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So to your point, like the amount of money that's spent in, in advertising and trying to get us hooked, uh, trying to get us to be consumers, mm -hmm. um, I think is a is something to really key on. And I like the fact that we kind of broke that down because, yeah, like like I said, it's a lot of it's a lot about a lot of people say, hey, you know, just go out there and just do it. You know, well, well OK, I could just go out there and try to do it. But if I don't even believe in what I'm my my ability to do it, mm -hmm. um, if I don't have the right. Uh, internal tools, then I won't be as successful as that person. And I think some people get frustrated. They do those workshops. They spend all the money on those uh, those particular workshops and gurus that they go through. But internally, they don't have the same tools as that individual. So I could give you, you know, everything that you need physically. And then you're like, hey, you should be just as successful as the next person. And it's like, no, nah, it didn't work out because uh, you don't have those internal tools. So I, I like that, that thought process. And I think that's something people to take that into consideration and whatever their personal journey is uh, for self-mastery. Yeah. And why is this so powerful? Because one day I was watching, I'm sure a lot of people heard of this guy, um, Donnell Morris from Jumping Jack's Tax. Yes. 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 So it was a couple of years ago. And he said, like, if a man wants to make money, he needs to have a trade. Right. And I was like, well, I don't want to do tax because tax is boring to me personally. And so, and obviously no disrespect to him. I'm just saying I wasn't passionate about taxes, numbers, um, finance in the context of like making money was interesting, but beyond that, I was not interested in tech. So I was like, okay, so what, what can my trade be? And so what I found was if you learn how to just literally eliminate distractions, you now have a product to sell. So my point is if you go, if you start mastering yourself, you're going to be so valuable in society 
And so let me just break down something else real quick. One thing I learned while I was living with my mom is you can't make, if you're getting paid per hour or if you're getting paid salary, how do you make more money? By, by adding more value in the same amount of time. So if you want to have more, you can become more, right? So okay. by going through self-mastery, you're going to have so much wisdom. People are going to want to listen to you. And then you just solve a problem. And then now you can make a lot of money. And so, so that's what you have with your clients that do online coaching. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like it's, it's unique to whatever best fits them. Exactly. Yep. So we have a process to where they figure out their true life purpose. And this, once again, I'm not bringing this up because uh, I want people to start, you know, it'd be nice if people start liking my thing, but I'm, I'm talking about the process that I had to take. I had a, a Google business. It wasn't attached to my true life purpose. So I felt burnt out and I was still in the hamster wheel because I didn't like what I did. So I felt like a slave to my business. So what we do is we figure out their true life purpose. And then what happens is you now have a reason to go through the pains of mastering yourself. And so once you find out your true life purpose and you go through your self mastery, now you just have so much value. You just pick what you like to do. So let's say, for example, um, I had a client who she's she really studied the colon because of some like dark stuff that happened in her life. And so I have another board. Now I'm kind of segueing. But what I find is a lot of people end up starting a business in some kind of area of a dark pit that they fell into and got themselves out. Like me, I transitioned out of the military. It sucked. Now I help other people do it. My client, Tracy Harrison, she, her family was not the healthiest in the world, Southern culture. And so she mastered the colon, like learning about the colon. So now she shows women with IBS how to heal themselves naturally. So we figure out what the true life purpose is. And then when you're learning all these self mastery skills, her clients are going to be going through the same self-mastery stuff because guess what? They're going to have to start eating a certain way. So the, the very rare percentage of people that are successful learn the mindsets and the internal work that goes into it. And right now we're, we're at the tip of the spear. It's, it's kind of like the internet boom. Since no one's really talking about internal work, if you learn internal work and you tie up internal work, like let's say someone were to learn Facebook ads but they also taught you like self-mastery and Facebook ads. So you can like crush Facebook ads. That's going to be a very valuable course because everybody else is just talking about ads. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling because like you, you talk, you talked about a couple of things that I think people need to identify with themselves as far as don't try to duplicate. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to kind of use people, uh, use certain scenarios of people as templates, but you are your own, individually has your own purpose yes and i think once you are are your own unique value and when you uh master that value then you have a unique you provide a unique service that nobody can't replicate because it's all you and you're the only you and i think that's what makes it very attractive and draws people towards you because it's like yo this person is very it's, I feel it's all them. Like I feel their soul. It's it's yes. all them. It's original. I don't feel like it's tailored. I don't feel like it's, you know, copied. Um, so I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it because like METS, the letters that I use for what you need to build a business, it stands for marketing and rolling product and self-mastery. The point that I'm getting to is 
what inspired this was hip hop because there's five elements of hip hop, which is like breaking, rapping, DJing, and then um, one that just slips my mind and then knowledge of self, right? And so what happens in hip hop when two rappers sound alike, everybody gets on them, ah, Vanilla Ice knocked off MC Hammer. Like we remember it for decades, right? So if you can now, like right now we're in an age where you, you wanna stand out. And it, the funny thing is, it's so hard to stand out because it's scary to stand out. But you can literally, assuming that you have specialized knowledge and you master yourself, you wearing who you are is what's going to be priceless. And then there will be no competition in your marketplace because what you will find is we're like thumbprints or like fingerprints. Everyone's different. So let's say in a bad scenario, two people happen to be doing very similar things, which is not ideal they're still not going to like, people are still going to want to just go to that person because they like that person versus this person. Like how many people like the same football team, but they have two different favorite football players. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just how we're, okay. we're naturally geared. So yeah, being yourself is definitely crucial, but it's hard. It's because it's people, here's another one. People fear being judged so much these days, fear of failure and putting themselves out there, which why? Probably because we have an addiction to covetousness and judging others. <laughs> I mean, so there was a there was a video I was watching of Jamie Foxx. I think he was talking to Fat Joe. Yeah. And they were talking about how he doesn't pay attention to the comments mm-hmm. on his social media. He says because <laughs> like it'll just destroy your your confidence. He he was saying how one person called him said he looked like a donkey had a donkey mouth, <laughs> and he like. And uh, he was like, and Jamie Foxx is a comedian who actually jokes a lot of people. He said yeah. even that got him like, dang, like that kind of that kind of stung there. Yeah. And so he was saying like he just don't pay attention to it because um it really was kind of messing with his confidence. And this man's been successful for thirty something years, and yeah. got this one comment of six words that says you got a donkey mouth, and it was like kind of disrupting. So I find that interesting how how much we hold, how much weight we give a power we may give others on particular comments and not even constructive criticism, just people just ragging on, you know, ragging on you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've had to intentionally uh, toughen that one. So yeah, I would say if someone's listening to this and uh, that's what's stopping them, this may give them some confidence. I've noticed that if I want a, um, a cell phone and I compare two cell phones together for like a weekend. I can go to that cell phone store and I can know more about that cell phone than the person selling me the phones at the store because they're selling like all the phones at the store. And I just like did research on that phone. Just one. Yeah, exactly. So if you're scared, if you weren't thinking about starting a business and you're scared of judgment or you feel like, you know, there's a thing called imposter syndrome, just be aware that if you focus and specialize on one thing, that you can become an expert at it really quickly. I think Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee made a comment, a quote where he says, I don't fear the person that's mastered 10,000 uh, different moves. I, I'm afraid of the person that's mastered that one one move. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he was talking about the kicks. Yeah, kicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, I think that's what you were trying to say. Yeah. And I, I believe in that, you know, trying to master at least one thing or for me i would say master one thing at a time 
because when you find yourself trying to multitask, you're really not making much progress. Yes. You're just, you're just busy. I'm going to draw this real quick. I really don't want to erase this. Okay. But uh, all right, I'm just going to erase it. It's all good. This will take like uh, 20 seconds because I know some people are on the podcast. But um, let's say this is the amount of energy you have. And you, you know, you got a this, 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 this. You're going in all these different directions. Right. And you also have this guy over here. And this is me, and this is how I've been able to grow vet ball so quickly. He just focuses on one thing. He, if if you're watching, if you're listening to this on podcast, picture a circle with arrows going in each direction and then picture another circle with the arrow just going straight in one direction. So what do I mean? A lot of people think like, oh, I need a website. It needs to be all pretty and stuff like that. Um, just so people can have some like tangible things. I really try not to like talk about like stuff like this, but uh, I had a 12K month, I mean a 12K week in uh, January. And that was just by literally just focusing on my sales process. And, and that's without a website. But then you'll have the, the people that are just like focusing on like the website. They also want to start a podcast. They also want to start a YouTube. They also, they, they also want to just do this and this and this and this and this. And so many different things to where they really just need to focus on sales and generating leads or just specializing in one thing. And so that's why I say that, uh, when you just focus on one thing, like one of my clients was able to grow his group by like a hundred people last month by just focusing on that. So that's, that's the, the power of not allowing yourself to get distracted. I mean, that's even, um, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's my problem. Sometimes like I like to just try to do everything. So mm-hmm. I would like to, uh, cause I like to do real estate, right? I like to invest in stocks. I like mm-hmm. to do the podcast. I uh, just started trying to do the YouTube cause to be honest with you, it's, it's very time consuming to manage your social media. Like when you're trying to advertise yourself on different platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I find myself do, getting frustrated sometimes because I'm not making as much progress in certain things that I want. And then naturally, right, you compare yourself to how other people grow. Try to look at, you know, like at least with the website, right, you could look at your statistics and your trends. So mm-hmm. some of it is quantified. So it makes it a lot it's not just emotional. You feeling like you you're seeing you're actually seeing your progress. Yeah. Uh, but I I think you you hit it right on the head. Like focusing on one thing, mastering that, and then for me like to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, because you're gonna be going nowhere fast, or you make you making you know some progress, but not as much as you could be um, doing. Because I like like you talked about sales. So like ClickBank yeah. for those wow. that have ever thought about uh, affiliate marketing, ClickBank is uh, a good way of making sales. And you don't need a website. I think you mentioned earlier, you don't have a website and you were making sales, right? Yep. So a lot of people do, they do uh, email marketing without the website. And, you know, it's a very pretty email with a, you know, with a, what do they call it? Um, what am I forgetting? Uh, it's a, a command phrase, page. pretty much. Not, um, not a landing page, but a, a, something like it's a, it's a command. It's a pretty much a command, a call to action. That's what it's called. Mm. Call to action. Yeah. No, that a call to action that gets your attention. Okay. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to 
leave a comment or at, I want to, you know, want to ask more questions and I'm going to click on this. And then when I click on that, then you go to the landing page and then it sucks you in even more. And before you know, you bought that product. Yeah. Um, so things like that, if you focus on that, yeah, you could probably make that 12 month, uh, you know, mark 12, 12 K mark. And mm-hmm. you didn't need all the other things that everybody felt told you you needed because you focus on one thing exactly. and you push forward with that. Uh, because if you let other people tell you, you'd be like, well, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And one thing I, I just created a YouTube video for it, make uh start out ugly. You're not going to be pretty starting off, yeah. but as you start to grind through it, you will figure out what works for you. And when you focus on that alone, you will, uh, you will prevail. Yeah, man. You hit it on the nail progress over perfection. So if you're trying to look all pretty and perfect, that's not what's important. What's important is value. I think we we all forget that. So, you know, make sure you're providing value. And then if you're doing, whether it's affiliate marketing, you do Facebook ads, which, you know, I'm not a Facebook ads guy, just in case you think so. Cause I, cause I met, not you, but like a lister. Cause I mentioned it twice. I know I, I was shaking my head. Cause I don't like the algorithm. Like, I don't like how like these ads, I don't think it pays <laughs> oh, out. I, I don't think I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like how it pays off. Like the amount of money you spend versus the amount of traffic or even though leads you get period, you know, per hundred leads, you probably get one sale sometimes less. Yeah. And, and um, so I could go into that too. Like um, what a lot of people are, are missing right now and what's like leading edges is, is messaging. Um, you know, there's another chart I have and it's, it shows that like a lot of people think that tools are what makes somebody successful but tool is actually the least important thing that makes somebody successful. The tool is just amplifying. So that's why, you know, until a student's able to do like 30 K a month organically, I don't even recommend that they even think about Facebook ads because Facebook ads, what happens when you, uh, imagine if you had a fire hose filled with gasoline and you sprayed it on like a little, little flame and probably possibly even go out. You know, so it's kind of like um, without having the proper uh, messaging down, like a lot of people try to do Facebook ads before people are buying the thing. Yeah. 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 So it's like, how do you know it's going to work? It, it, you have to have something that's selling like hotcakes and then you put the systems in place to, to handle all the customers and then you turn on Facebook ads and boom, it blows up, you know? Yeah. Same so my, my same uh, idea with Google ads as well. Ah, yeah. Yep. Because, um, you know, what is the ad saying? You know, like if I go to a networking meeting, a lot of times what happens is people will say like, this is what I do. And then everybody's like, kind of like crickets, like, uh, that doesn't sound interesting at all. And so if you put that on Google ads or Facebook ads, people are not going to want to click on that thing. But when you know how to say like, this is my offer and people are like, oh my gosh, I need that. Then, uh, that's when that's when it's time to start investing in Facebook ads. And then again, you want to have like a 3k budget to to even really get it going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That part too. Right. I think people don't talk about that. Like some, I hear some guys on YouTube, they'll talk about like, yeah, I've had like five grand aside. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then I started seeing, I got like six grand back, you know? Uh, so people having that, that money, just the money to even dump into that. And so I like, so this, to be honest, this this episode went in a direction that I did not think it was going to go, but I'm glad it did because when it comes to 
um, the idea of the Rich State of Mind podcast, it's not just about um, being wealthy and and being successful um, in the, I guess, in the very maybe simple ways that, you know, simple ways that a lot of us think like being successful is just being rich and having a nice car and stuff like that. It's also being rich state of mind to me is like rich in, in your thoughts and what yes. you think and what. And so that's why I like these type of uh, episodes, because it's not just all that other stuff. It's it starts from within. And once you master that, it's um, your beast. Um, yes. And so for you, I would like to ask, you know, what do you consider your rich state of mind? You know, what is your why as to why you do the things? What is like the most, I guess, most Zen like thought process you have that keep kind of keeps you going? hundred percent. I want to change the world. I definitely want to support my people and, uh, you know, in the whole world, it's not only my people. Right. Um, but it's, it's a noble thing to want to help your people. And so I know that the way to do that is to be my best self because actions speak louder than words. So if I just set an example by living it, not only will I reap the fruit of living it and having the equity in myself, like people can't take wisdom away. Once you acquire wisdom, you can only lose your wisdom by making dumb decisions and it will go away. Like King Solomon, he made a mistake and he lost everything. So I do it because that's how you actually affect the world. And um, this is even in quantum physics. So it's actually not even a, a theory by me. If you heard of the butterfly effect, like a butterfly fluttering its wings in China can cause a typhoon in like some other country. Um, but I just want, I feel like if someone wants to change the world, they should start with really honestly, literally themselves because it's literally the most effective way to do it. And so- I like that when I'm thinking about like, do I want to get up out of bed this morning? To me, it's, um, it's not a choice. <laughs> it's like, there's too much. It's a huge responsibility. You know, you just can't really play around with that. And so I encourage anyone to realize this is not just Elijah best on, on this rich state of mind podcast saying this because it only applies to him. Imagine if you, if you imagine yourself as your greatest fantasy of who you could become nobly without the rap visions or anything like that. Cause I've been there too, you know, but if you can nobly paint a picture of like a philanthropist or whatever it is version of yourself, if there's something you want to invent, if there's, I feel like we all have an idea of change we want to create. Imagine the world with that change, believe you can do it. And then imagine you not creating that change. And so that's, that scares me and inspires me. And so when I don't feel like doing something, I'm like, Imagine if you passed away and you found out that that thing that you wanted to do was already yours. You just literally quit. That can't happen. And so, yeah, that would be my answer. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And I think this is an episode a lot of people needed to hear. Um, I really appreciate you um, taking the time this evening and articulating very well on the thought process. And, you know, not it wasn't just the just do it type of episode. Yeah. It was a hey do it but this is how you can do it this is how you can master yourself um, and however it may apply to you and then you also using a personal experience and that i'm pretty sure wouldn't reach and millions of people can relate to mm -hmm. millions male or female 